everyone, and welcome to What is Tech? This show for the technically curious and the technically furious, bringing you your weekly dose of technology you didn't know you wanted. Admit it. You're probably hoping this episode is at least in some way related to the delicious hazelnut spread that is Nutella. Alas, I must disappoint. Because although we are about to dive into some pretty sticky topics, no hazelnuts were crushed in the making of this episode. As you can probably tell by the title of the episode, G-N-U-Tella is going to be different from N-U-T-Ella. Throughout the Dark Web series, we've explored the world of encrypted routing protocols and decentralized networks. Computer networks that are tucked away and kept entirely separated from the rest of the internet. Nutella doesn't exactly fall into that category. In fact, Nutella really isn't a dark web at all. It's more of a peer-to-peer connection protocol. But I wanted to go over it because it comes from the same era of technology that helped many of the previously mentioned dark webs get their start. As is the case with most of these technologies, their origins might surprise you. In fact, you've probably already used Nutella before. I know what you're thinking. Brian, I think I would remember using something named Nutella on my computer. Ah, well, let me show you what I'm talking about. It all started back in the early 2000s. Do you guys remember Napster? Napster was a peer-to-peer music sharing platform that used to be hugely popular until it was forced to shut down due to lost legal battles and court orders. What started as a college project in 1999 by a student named Sean Fanning went on to spark an internet revolution. Although Napster did have to shut down, at least momentarily, in its wake it left a brand new way to leverage peer-to-peer networks and use them to share files over the internet. And all the while Napster was recovering and figuring itself out, a new kid on the block came in and decided to change the game. On March 14th, 2000, Nutella was released into the world. First and foremost, Nutella is a peer-to-peer network, and for the most part, people use it for music sharing. And we've touched upon peer-to-peer networks in the last few episodes, but here's a little refresher. A peer-to-peer network is a kind of computer network where there is no central repository for information or services. All of the information on the network is distributed across all the users on that network. Essentially, every user on the network itself becomes a mini-server, passing along data to anyone that requests it. Unlike Napster, which actually did have at least one central server, mostly for keeping track of resources on the network, Nutella is truly distributed. Now, why is this important? Well, when Napster was told they had to shut down their services, it included their central server. Unfortunately, without that central server in place, the Napster network essentially stopped working. They inadvertently made it easy to just turn off the network. 
Let's contrast this with the Nutella network, with its thousands of daily users each functioning as a mini-server. If the Nutella network would be ordered to shut down, the court would have to find a way to track down each and every user on the network and individually shut down their computer. But as soon as you take one computer down, there's nothing stopping three new computers from joining the network. This is why Nutella has outlived Napster and took its place as the most used music sharing network, albeit illegal sharing. The network is virtually bulletproof. As long as there are users on the network that are willing to volunteer their machines as mini servers, the network will live on. Like most good ideas, Nutella works off of a simple premise, and it wasn't the first or the last of its kind, but no others have an origin story as interesting as this. It gets a little confusing, but stay with me. Like I said, Nutella is primarily a peer-to-peer connection protocol. It was created by two gentlemen by the name of Justin Frankel and Tom Pepper, while they worked at their company called Nullsoft. Now, the protocol was actually created first, so all the funky ones and zeros that allowed the network to work came first, and it wasn't actually called Nutella. Afterward, the client or the user interface was created. You can think of it as the user-friendly version of the protocol that everyday people can use. Frankel and Pepper called the client Nutella. And before we get any further, I want you guys to really understand that the protocol and the client are two different things. You can change the client or the user interface and still be using the same protocol behind the scenes. Okay, so this is where things start getting pretty wild. Right before Nutella was finished, Justin Frankel sold his company, Nullsoft, to one of the tech giants of the time, AOL. Now, AOL allowed Justin Frankel to finish up his work, and they were even going to set up a release event for Nutella. On March 14, 2000, Nutella was set up for download from the Nullsoft servers, in anticipation of the official release. In a strange twist of inopportune timing that I still don't quite understand, a news company called Slashdot prematurely announced the release event to the world, and thousands of people downloaded the software that same day, ahead of schedule. Now in a panic over legal concerns, AOL ordered Nullsoft to disallow the download of Nutella, and barred Justin Frankel and his team from doing any further work on the project. I'm not exactly sure what the rationale was for this. If they were just going to release it anyway, what difference did it make if it was released just a little bit earlier? Maybe some of you guys who are a bit more savvy in the world of business litigation can let me know, but in any case, it was too little, too late. Thousands of people had already downloaded the Nutella client. After just a few days, the entire protocol that Nutella used was completely reverse engineered. 
Free and open source versions of the protocol began popping up all over the internet. It spread like wildfire. Everyone wanted a copy of this protocol so that they could begin creating their own clients and their own networks and share files easily across the internet in a distributed manner. Now, because the original protocol was taken from the Nutella client, the Nutella name stuck and it began to be used to refer to the protocol as well. You're probably listening to all this and thinking, among other things, I have never heard of any of this before. Well, remember I was talking about people taking the protocol and creating their own clients for sharing files? Well, have you ever heard of LimeWire? Or, or maybe FrostWire? Look, look, I'm not saying I did any of this, but maybe in some other universe, I might have spent my early teens just illegally downloading music or programs from LimeWire, having no idea what the heck I was doing and infecting the family computer with a bunch of viruses. Ah, what a time to be alive that would have been. Believe it or not, under the hood, LimeWire and FrostWire were using the Nutella protocol to help hundreds of thousands of people distribute their content all over the world. I know maybe not everyone used LimeWire, but I think many of you did. And man, I think it's crazy that all this time, this piece of software that so many people used was using a protocol that helped inspire the infrastructure that later built so many dark webs. I'm totally nerding out right now. I'm having a moment. Please, just let me have it. Oh, okay, so what does Nutella and peer-to-peer -peer networks have to do with the dark web? I kind of hinted at this already, and if you've heard the other episodes from the dark web series, it should come as no surprise that almost all of the existing dark webs are built on top of peer-to-peer -peer networks. They rely on decentralized infrastructure, similar to Napster and Nutella. Now, I don't want you to think that Freenet and Tor and I2P came directly from Nutella and the other peer-to-peer -peer protocols. Peer-to-peer -peer networks have been around way before the 2000s. They weren't a new invention, but the level of efficiency and community contribution that peer-to-peer -peer networks saw in the early 2000s helped pave the way for dark webs to become a reality. The tech world is constantly evolving, and they're always learning from one another, always pushing the boundary and redefining what is possible. Dark webs didn't come from Nutella or Napster, but the innovation and the engineering that happened in the 1990s led to more creativity, the development of best practices, and the sharing of tips and tricks as it related to the creation and implementation of peer-to-peer -peer networks. This new era of peer-to-peer -peer networks provided the infrastructure for the dark underbelly of the internet. Fast forward a few years, and you'll see that technology never really stops evolving. From peer-to-peer -peer networks, we now look towards something called blockchain networks. In next week's episode, we'll explore ZeroNet, a new kind of dark web that uses this idea of blockchain infrastructure and Bitcoin cryptography to anonymize and protect its users. Disclaimer time. 
Although being on the dark web is not illegal, connecting and using these networks will most likely garner some unwanted attention. This episode is meant to be for educational purposes only. If you are curious about Nutella or LimeWire or FrostWire and choose to explore on your own, please use caution and common sense. There are things you might accidentally do, see, or download that could get you in trouble. All right, and as always, please make sure to follow me on Instagram at whatistech.podcast to find some extra content related to the show. You can also find me on Twitter at whatistechshow. If you have any suggestions for future shows, I'd really love to hear from you. And you can drop those over at whatistech.suggestions at gmail.com. I hope you'll continue to explore the universe of technology with me and discover a different side of tech. Thanks for listening. Stay witty.